Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Creator Cocktail Hour, part of the Inbound Lab Podcast Network. We're back again with another big winter classic miniseries episode, this time with Willis Hoff of Hawk Design and Creative. I was really excited to talk to him. I've never met him before, and he seems like a really smart dude doing some amazing things in the design realm. So without further ado, here's the episode. Enjoy. I love your background. It's like, you look so educated with all those books. <laughs> I mean, they're mostly magazines, I think, but oh. uh, yeah. Yeah. No. There's just lots of pictures. That's all. And that's, and that's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice to, uh, nice to meet you finally. Yeah, you too. Totally. Thanks for uh, this. This is no. going to be fun. I'm oh, excited. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for uh, agreeing to participate in, in this talk and uh, also for participating in the, uh, the piece that you're doing for Big Winter Classic. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we start this off by getting to know you a little bit just cause I've, I don't think I've ever met you before actually. Yeah. I don't um, think I've met you either. No. Yeah. So no. why don't we get to know you? Uh, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. So my name is Willis. Uh, I am one half of the design team, uh, Hawk design and creative here in Calgary. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's what I do for work, I guess. Um, <laughs> and my business partner, Al is also, uh, has been very involved in big winter classic in the past. So we know Adrian and that team quite well. Um, but yeah, me is like an individual, uh, human being, not work person. <laughs> um, I've got two little kids, uh, and my partner, Crystal, we, we live in Calgary. Um, we're kind of inner city. Um, I don't know. I try to bike as many places as I can in the city Pretty year round. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's what else? Awesome. <laughs> Reading and biking. That's uh <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a real man of the nature and man of uh of knowledge as well. <laughs> yeah, not a bad snapshot, I guess. I'll yeah. take that. Yeah, fair enough. So uh what do you do uh within your your agency? Yeah, so um Al and I are just a two-person design team like I said. Um we focus on branding projects and uh and web projects. So um a lot of website design and development and a lot of brand design and development. So, yeah. Gotcha. So do you do a lot of the web development yourself? Uh yes, although I wouldn't call myself a developer. Um <clears throat> I use a tool called Webflow, which is a part of this whole like no code movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm an analytical thinker. I think I'm, I'm the more technical tech savvy, um, out of the two of us. So I generally take on that, that stuff and I can code, I can do that stuff, but I'm it, like, as far as website development, it generally kind of goes over my head a little bit. So, um, gotcha. yeah, playing in and the web flow side of things is a little more up my alley. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting what you said in terms of being, you know, more analytical, but, you know, you're a designer. So I'm assuming a lot of your design choices are made based on, you know, problems you're trying to solve and and maybe some of the data that that backs your choices. Is that is that uh, true to assume? Totally. Yeah. No, I think like. <clears throat> I don't know. I find it a uh, a bit of a strength to kind of have both sides of the brain working there. Like yeah. um, Al is definitely a lot more of the creative designy person. Um, 
but we've also worked together for so long that like, I think Al can throw me a design concept and I can kind of pick up on it pretty quickly and then implement it into the dev side of things. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I like that tech dev side a little bit more. It's like hmm. more of the, uh, problem solving, solving puzzles, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. That stuff drives me nuts. <laughs> it's like, you know, untangling a bunch of knots. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, it definitely can get me there. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, I'm assuming yeah. well, you seem pretty uh, cool, calm and collected so far anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my That's best. Good. That's good. There's one question that I ask uh, every creator on my podcast. And I ask this question because, um, you know, for myself, I'm a marketer. Um, but basically every time I wake up, um, I try to do something creative just to get my, you know, my, my mind going, my juices flowing, so to speak. Um, can you tell me a bit about, uh, how you start your day? Yeah. Good question. Um, well, like I said before, I have two little kids. Um, so we're at the point now where my youngest is four and, uh, yeah, I don't even have to set an alarm anymore. So she's just in our room at like six thirty, uh, and yeah, it my 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 morning is usually kicked off by just getting out of bed, feeding a very hungry child, um, making some coffee, and just kind of trying to like find a silent space in the house for a second to like get my wits. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I have like a really creative process, uh, that I go through in the morning, but, um, I it, definitely finding that time to just be quiet for a mm. moment, uh, is, is an important part of my routine. Right. Right. Um, what kind of got you into, you know, creating art or, or designing and, and, you know, into, uh, web development as well? Uh, yeah, another great question. Um, I have kind of, I've gone back and forth on this a lot. So I, uh, in high school got into this, um, it was called visual communications. It was a course that was offered by just like one teacher who I think it was kind of his passion. Um, and we got to make like t-shirts and little like animations in PowerPoint. I don't know if you remember those days of just like, no, I think I've taken this exact same class. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, and so that was, that was like amazing, uh, in, in high school, it was an outlet for me for sure. Um, but I think at that point I didn't really realize that I could take it anywhere outside of just like the Vizcom class. Yeah. Uh, so when I went to university, I got into business actually, cause I, like I said, analytical, I was good with numbers. Yeah. So my parents were like, try business. Um, so I did that for like a year and a half, uh, and then started to just kind of hear about this program in the university I was going to called digital art and design. Um, and it was like, oh man, that feels like maybe a little bit more up my alley. Uh, so I, I got into that and uh, yeah, just kind of fell in love with uh, creating digital stuff. Um, oh. And yeah, whenever I could like make it an actual physical thing, like um, that's always a fun piece of what we do too. 
Right. Like go back to visual communications class and make t-shirts. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so fun to, to hold something that you've made, you know, rather than yeah, yeah. just see it online. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You seem like, like, are you, uh, are you like a vinyl record guy as well? Ooh, I wish I was. Are you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you seem like that type that would be like, Oh, I gotta have like the physical copy. Totally. Something. No, that's a good, like, I feel like I'm envious of my friends that are those people. Um, Me too. Yeah. I'm drawn to it for sure, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I haven't taken that leap. Maybe, maybe I will. Who knows? <laughs> hey, it's never too late. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about, you know, uh, your art style and what inspires you in your creativity. You're still a designer. Um, so, um, yeah, let's talk about, you know, what is your art style and, uh, and, uh, what inspires you in your creativity? Yeah. Um, I think I'm a minimalist. Uh, Hmm. so I like a lot of the like Swiss design, um, just really, I don't know. Again, when I was in this program at school initially many years ago now, um, the Helvetica film came out. I don't know if you've seen or heard of this, but it's about the typeface Helvetica. Um, and so they interviewed a lot of designers and, uh, yeah, type creators, uh, kind of from that era. And I think it really influenced like how I, uh, just saw design, like good design. Um, but it also like definitely spoke to me more like that minimalist side of things. Um, the grid (laughs) again, super analytical, Right, (laughs) it's like, I need everything to fit in something. And, um, yeah. So I think like, that's kind of how I approach most design projects. Um, and I don't, it's, it's always fun to get like challenged to like step outside of that or, um, or even just like break that grid a little bit. Um, and I think like, again, I have done a lot of work with big in the past and big kind of became our like playground for just creating whatever. Um, yeah, we were given free reign essentially to just like play with different styles. Yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of the time it came back to that, or you could always see kind of the grid in a lot of the stuff that I would do. Um, but yeah, just kind of screw, kind of trying to screw around with, um, doing something a little different. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's a, that's a great segue, um, to, you know, what you were tasked with and you were tasked with, you know, creating a piece of artwork using AI tools, um, in a way that would basically complement your creative process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm eager to get an understanding if it, uh, gave you, if it limited you in what you wanted to create, um, or it went a little too far because you did say you were a minimalist. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about, uh, what was your first thought when you were, uh, asked to create or asked to allow AI to create, uh, your art? Yeah. I mean, I was, I don't know. I've been kind of dabbling in it a lot this year. Uh, and before I was even asked to do this. So, um, and not that I was creating art, uh, with AI generators or anything, but, um, I was just following some people that had kind of started to dip their toes into it. Um, so initially like, yeah, I was like, Oh, this is kind of a great opportunity for me to try doing some of this stuff that I've, I've been watching already. Um, but 
there's also like, I don't know, there's a lot of pushback to it. Right. So mm. I think part of me as well was a little bit hesitant <laughs> um, with just, yeah, not, I, I don't know. There's, I think because of the pushback, um, I wanted to make sure I was doing it right. Uh, and I didn't want to be like ripping people off um, because that's kind of become the big argument mm. around it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think like, <laughs> to answer your question, um, my first response was like excitement and hesitation, maybe. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, let's talk about, you know, actually starting to do it. What what type of tech were you using? Yeah, so I, um, like I said, I was following these guys that, that had been playing with it quite a bit. Um, and they were kind of directing people towards um, a piece of software called invoke. Um, so it's, yeah, it was a little bit more difficult to, to get running on, on my machine, but, um, it opened a lot of doors, uh, with just tools that, that this team is experimenting with. Um, uh, yeah, just like a lot of different things rather than just typing in uh, a prompt into like discord and getting an image spit out at you. Um, there's a lot of like tweaking you could actually do within, within the software. Mm-hmm. Um, and this tool called unified canvas, which I think is like going to change the game quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So let's, let's talk about, you know, starting to use the tool. Um, what happened when you, you know, let's say, do you remember what your first prompt was? Was it just like, ah, yeah, just random words and see what happens? <laughs> Good question. I don't remember. So yeah, like I said, I've been playing with it for a little while. And like I, I had um, mid journey, a mid journey account kind of like as soon as you could get one or, or a discord account with the mid journey discord. Um, and I ran out of tokens like very quickly. <laughs> uh, so I, but I don't know if I remember exactly what my initial pro- like my first prompt was. Um, I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk 2077 lately. So I right. think it was probably like along the lines of like cyberpunk cowboy or something <laughs> like, yeah, like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, that's a good question. I'd like to, I could probably go back and like, find it but yeah not off the top of my head yeah what would you say you know when you first created a prompt and you first got a result Mm. um how did that make you feel i mean yeah it's pretty wild like it's exciting because it is it's so new i mean it's pretty new um but it's just it's so new for like the general public to just be able to like type something and get an image um this way Obviously, like you can go to Google and type in all kinds of prompts and get images, but um, they're images that already exist, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's like it's almost overwhelming. Like when you first sit down and you look at that little prompt box and it's like, what do I want to type in here? Like, what? Yeah. Like, where can I take this? Um, yeah. So I think like for me, like I always start with something kind of familiar And then it's interesting to see the evolution of like prompts and how it's like, okay, I got that with like this and maybe I can add a little bit extra or like remove some of that and like see kind of where I can take this. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
exciting because it's almost like you're going on a little adventure, you know? Like yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell me, tell me a bit about your journey. Like how did, how did your prompts evolve? Yeah. Um, well, like you had said, so we got these, oh boy, that screen's really bright. Um, we got <laughs> five, we got five band names that we were supposed to use in some way as yeah. prompts. Um, and mine were, it felt really difficult to get them to work together. Um, most of all, or most, mostly because I got fart barf <laughs> as one of them. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I was going to uh, ask you, I was like, please tell me you got fucked up. Yeah. Holy fuck. And fart yeah. barf. <laughs> I know I got fart barf, Joe and the shit boys, uh, the Gary's motherhood and zoom. Um, oh gosh, sounds tough. Yeah. So it was hard to find kind of like a clear line that like brought them all together. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just started researching all of the bands. Um, say Jack and Farky was kind enough to put together a bit of a, uh, package that we could kind of go through and find stuff. Um, but I ended up using, uh, like song names, uh, from yeah. Spotify is like top, whatever played songs from each of those bands. Um, and it was interesting because through there, I mean, like it's a wide enough kind of net that then you can find some similarities and like start to piece things together. Um, but oddly enough, I went like super like space sci-fi. <laughs> um, yeah. Like oh. almost like a old sci-fi uh, novel like cover is kind oh, cool. of where yeah. I, the, the like path I started to take. Um, yeah. And I don't know, a lot of them talk about clouds um, and yeah, weird plants and stuff. Like, I don't know. I got, I got way down <laughs> this weird rabbit hole of like psychedelic sci-fi um, cloudy space battles. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Like when I think about psychedelic, I'm thinking about like, the poster you would get at Spencer's gift that says like, take me to your dealer or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Like all the crazy lines. Yeah. Knowing, knowing full well that your art style is minimal. Uh, right. You're like a minimalist art style. So how did you like, how do you adapt to your own style to that? Yeah. Good, good question. I, um, I almost want to pull them up so I can just see, um, so I can talk about them a little bit. Sure. Uh, yeah. So like with all of them, you can kind of like, I mean, you can't see, but I'm looking at them. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the listeners can't see either, but yeah, totally. Uh, you um, know, theater of the mind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so again, the tool I was using was called invoke. Um, and this unified canvas that I mentioned, mm -hmm. um, and I guess for people that don't know, um, when you create, um, an AI generated image, uh, the size is 512 pixels by 512 pixels. That's kind of like the default sizing. Okay. Um, and just because that's like, I think it has to do with like the, the images that, um, this AI bot can crawl, uh, online. And it's what, it's what it's like that, that dimension is the size that it was taught on essentially. Got it. Um, so yeah, you start with like this little, little box that you're kind of playing around with. Um, but the unified canvas, you can essentially create boxes outside of that and like add on to the image you're working on. Mm. Um, and so there's the grid in my mind. That's like how it all kind of started to work together. Um, 
was I would start with a prompt with that little 512 by 512 box. And then I would just start building onto it. So you'd pull it over a little bit and just build on to the left side of that, that box. And then yeah. you'd pull over to the right and build on the right side. And then, so it, it really, it just created another grid that I was working within. Um, and yeah, everything's like very centered. I think a lot of my, I, I actually, so I ended up creating three images cause I couldn't, oh decide which one I really wanted to use. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, each one is, is it's very clearly like the law of thirds or like, you know, like you can see the grid in every one of those images. Um, and so I think that's how it kind of like aligned with my creative style. Um, but each of them is like super weird and like oh. definitely, yeah, beyond anything that I could ever create, because I would just be like, this is too much, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you still stuck to the fundamentals, even mm. though you could have created whatever you wanted, like, totally. and, and yeah. the, the, uh, AI, um, uh, software would create something totally different from what you may have had in mind. So totally. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, is there any, you know, you talked about, uh, that, what was it called again? That software that you think not invoke, but the other one called the unified canvas. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you think that's yeah. like a, a trend that we'll see in the next couple of months that a lot of designers are going to be using? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. I think it's, it's just a really cool tool that this invoke team has been able to kind of develop in their web UI that, that you, and you use to create on. Mm. Um, yeah, I think what we're going to see is just a lot of, it'll be like Photoshop, you know, like you'll start to get a lot of these different options, um, that, that we already have, but easy, more readily available, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And then the, each one is going to have, you know, like a slightly different like tool set. So, um, they all have, you know, like in painting, which is another tool that's pretty common now with like the whole stable diffusion rollout. Um, and like negative prompts is another one of those tools you would see kind of in a lot of them, um, up weighting and down weighting stuff like that. But this unified canvas, I've only seen it in the invoke, uh, UI so far, but I do think it'll, it'll kind of catch on because it is, it, it essentially breaks that, um, limitation of just the five twelve by five twelve grid. You're the first person I've interviewed who who's brought that up. So um, that's very cool. You, you've talked about how, you know, you're following some people who are doing um, this type of stuff. Um, are there any pieces that stand out to you uh, that's been created by these tools? Um, I mean, or any names you can mention? Yeah. So I think one team and they're actually a VFX crew, um, out of LA, they're called the uh, corridor digital. Um, they have been kind of, I don't know, they've been the ones I've been following the longest, uh, that have been dabbling in this whole AI generated imagery uh, thing. Yeah. And, uh, the stuff they're creating because they're a VFX agency, they're actually using it in their like animation, like, 3d animations um or in some of their uh yeah just some of their like little shorts that they create um they've been able to like replicate i don't know if you've seen into the spider-verse 
Yep. But um, they've been able to replicate kind of that effect of, wow. you know, many layers of yeah. um, different styles uh, in, in AI software uh, and like make it a movie. So that's cool. Um, stuff like that has been like fascinating. And I think they're kind of a team that's at the forefront of possibilities with, with this yeah. stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think like there's a lot of people doing it now and it's, it's kind of hard to keep track of, you know, like what's new and what's just kind of something that people have maybe perfected a little bit more than others. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm on a couple different discord channels uh, or servers um, that, that have to do with like AI you know, generated images. Sorry. Um and all of them always have, you know, like an output channel and you can just go there and see, it's just like endless. Like people are just making incredible, crazy stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Earlier you mentioned you're hesitant, but you're also excited. Uh, what's the most exciting thing about this technology? Yeah, no, good question. I think like, um, it just feels like there's so many possibilities with it. Right. And like, it is, it's changing every day. Like from the time that I got the invite to take part in this little experiment, um, to like the submission date, I think it was like maybe a month and a half, but things had changed so drastically, yeah. even in that time, um, that it's wild to, to kind of just be following. It's like, we're along for the ride a little bit right now. Um, and even this morning I was like driving in the car, and on CBC, they were talking about AI generated, you know, anything. Um, yeah. So it's it's just wild to kind of have my toe in a little bit and kind of see where it's going to go. Um, yeah, it's like, like I said, it just feels like the possibilities are kind of endless at this point. And um, yeah, like it's, it's hard to even know what to be excited about, right? Because yeah, I think like, I got really excited about this unified canvas thing. And then who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, like right. new releases are coming out all the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's wild. Yeah. Fair enough. And then Google will buy all of this and right. make it their totally. own. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like the software I'm using is totally free right now, mm. but like that's going to change instantly. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee, sure. you know, so yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and, and talking about your experience with AI. And, and uh, it was really good to meet you. And thank you for, for having me. This has been fun. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right. Later, Derek. Take care. Bye, Willis. This episode is brought to you by the Inbound Lab, marketing with your audience's best interests at heart. To learn more about the Inbound Lab, check out theinboundlab.ca.